Welcome, welcome. Good to be back. Um, I had a tremendous, tremendous two days of uh, celebrating my birthday. Definitely, definitely felt the love from everybody. The messages, everything was super cool. Um, I did tune in yesterday. Turned it did on. you? I, I did. I watched it. So uh, it was great. I you didn't comment. We didn't know you were here. I did it on purpose. I <laughs> Cognito, I said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to engage. I'm just going to kind of take the day. I watched it from the balcony of our room, which um, I'll tell you is probably the nicest hotel room I've ever been in. Man, yeah, there. man, that guitar, the guitar at the Hard Rock is the place to be between the spa day that you had, which looked absolutely phenomenal. Pool is great. Uh, you know, your room was ridiculous. So it's really awesome. You, you missed the dinner at Kuro, which was... I might I don't really say count that as the guitar, though. You know what I mean? Like the guitar itself, as its own entity, like really elevated the experience of hard rock. I, I totally agree. It's a whole different crowd. Maybe it's because really they fun. put Weston Jewelers in there. Maybe that's why. You know, when we did, uh, we did see Jesse, and then we did all the Weston Jewelers. You guys sent. We did a flyby over there. He's such a great guy. So so great. Good morning to everybody rolling in. Good morning to Ann Gottwald. It's great to see you this morning. Good morning to Stephanie with two T's and two F's. She's a steady, man. She's getting uh, the consistency thing down. Much appreciated. Looking forward to my virtual coffee with her. Speaking of virtual coffees, there were a couple of things on the calendar yesterday that I just couldn't move, didn't want to move. And so I said, let me just engage with them. One of them was my old friend, Sean Shackman. Sean uh, is a fellow Met fan. And so and fellow Noel, let's be and fellow Noel, right? So, <laughs> so uh, we kept that on the map. He is a guy that watches the huddle, does not have the time to engage and show up live. So he's a perfect example of why our numbers are berserk, but it was great catching up. He knew exactly what was going on with me. And he said, wow, I can't believe on your birthday, you know? And I said, well, yesterday was my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> the day after. Carry so. over the celebration. I had a great, great time with him. Um, I did uh, participate in a, um, the committee uh, for our, ultimate guys night out event, which will be even better this year. We're doing it on a Monday night uh, with benefits, Jay, a, a junior achievement. It's on a Monday night. We, uh, we have a football theme. We'll be smoking cigars and watching Monday night football. It's going to be unbelievable. It's, Let's go. Is it going to be a it out of the park last year? I'm going to raise the bar this year, but then the fun, the most fun call of the day, Shake, show me uh, uh, Brian Lynn. So little backstory, Brian Lynn and I worked together way back when he was running the show at, um, at Toshiba. He was one of the first clients that I worked with on LinkedIn, and he's a runner. And so I said to him uh, back then, I said, dude, just post about running and see what happens. Boom. Overnight, <laughs> he connected with decision makers. So he's now with UKG. Um, we have a great relationship with them. We we work with them throughout each year. We got great news yesterday, but he was giving us little jabs and little fun things about what we're doing, whatever. And then he says, and of course, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a gold bar, baby. <laughs> it's so awesome. Oh, man. It's so fantastic. So uh, just great stuff 
happening, great stuff. Um, you had a doozy of a of an opera, of a situation, um, which we'll talk about. Let's get to wake let's, up. Yeah, music. let's do that. Kick the show in the ass and let's go. Time stories matter. This was not on the docket, but roll. So this was uh, an impromptu coaching session that happened. I never answer the phone for a number that I don't recognize, right? Unless I'm like expecting a call from somebody and, you know, I don't have their number saved and I got introduced or something like that, then maybe I'll answer. Well, that situation happened yesterday. I got a call number. I was like, oh, is this that person? So I picked up sure enough, boom, they launched into a, can I get 20 seconds of your time? And I was in a mood, you know, it's kind of like a boiler room moment for those of you that have ever seen that movie where I was like, I'll play along for the next three minutes to see what happens. And it was absolutely atrocious, right? Like immediately jumped into trying to sell me seamless AI. But in the intro to what he was saying, he said, I saw your LinkedIn and noticed that you were this. And then he went on this sales pitch and I stopped him and I said, dude, if you saw my LinkedIn, then you saw that I posted about my dad's birthday today, right? I was like, what a great opportunity for you to enter into the call to say, hey, just want to wish your dad a happy birthday. And maybe you and I can have time for, for a conversation sometime. You would have been far better off getting, you know, you would have been much more likely to get me to engage with that than what you've done right here. And he was super appreciative of it. it, was like, oh, I appreciate it, thanks, whatever. We hang up the call. Sure enough, he connects with me on LinkedIn. Shay, show me the message. So he said, Mark, thank you for taking that time and coaching me up a bit. It went a long way and I greatly appreciated the advice. Thank you and in all caps, coach. Happy birthday to your dad. I forgot to mention that on our call. So shout out to Christian who, in the initial was absolutely half-assing it. And you know what? I took the moment to offer him some perspective. And then that actually landed with him and resonated and got some feedback from him. So really fantastic stuff. I mean, uh, you know, the, the process that we talk about works. Andrea, who I am so uh, enjoying the work with, um, actually just redoing her sales process has been amazing. We're starting to gallop. We're getting results, consistency. She poses a great question. It doesn't get results. People get burnt out, frustrated because there's no real results. So, you know, you'd think at some point sales management, sales leaders would go, this just doesn't work, man. We got to throw it out. Brian gets it. Brian specifically from UKG said, I've got 16 young minds. Interns. Interns. Right. They're investing in their interns to ensure that they set the right standard 
for what their should, behavior should be looking forward. That's an ultimate leader right there. <laughs> did you get what I did there? Ah, you did. Yes, the ultimate, ultimate soul. <laughs> United Chronos Group. Whatever. Very nice. Very very nice. But <laughs> it all of this is summed up in one of this amazing video by my man. All right. All right. All right. Don't half ass it. Don't half ass it. Boy, that never goes out of style, does it? I mean, think about it. If you're gonna do something, if you've chosen to do something, whatever it is, easy hard. If you give it your all and you don't have acid, win, lose, draw, get what you want, don't get what you want, whatever the outcome is, at least you're not gonna have to wonder, would the outcome have been different? What if I did give it my all? And boy, wondering that is what keeps us up at night. Boom! And, and that kind of carries me to the other conversation, yeah, of like Brian Lynn referenced the Mike Tomlin you know, podcast. And he was like, dude, I got a whole page of notes from that. And I pulled one of the quotes and posted about it this morning, which is you can't do ordinary things and expect unique results. Half-assing it is ordinary. Everybody's half-assing it. Everybody's doing just enough to get by. If you'll just make the decision that you're not willing to do that, you're not willing to do what everybody else is willing to do, it's amazing what can happen with the results. You know, so it's, you know, for, for me, my boss is me. I don't, I'm, I'm looking in the mirror going, I know I got to do this. And what I've learned is it's just the consistency of all of it. You know, when I show up, I don't go a million miles an hour and I don't go with zero miles an hour. I'm just steady doing it every single day. And I've, I just have so much fun doing it because I'm focused on the people, not on the closes and the right things happen. We never pushed Brian to do anything. He did something, it worked. They've talked about us. Now they're ready to come back with, you know, a bunch of new stuff. So I, I just, you know, when I say to people, they make it harder than it has to be. You know, there's a guy who, a cold call who you impacted because well, there's nobody teaching him this. Right, stuff. there's nobody teaching him. Like, that's the thing to me is that, like, and it was the same thing when I got to ESPN. It's the same thing in every organization. There's just nobody teaching him how to do the work up front, right? Like, and that to me was like when you taught me the modern biz dev strategy with the top 25 and the research on the commonality, I was like, I can, none of this has anything to do with anybody else. All of this has to do with me and everything else in sales that they're talking about of closing and revenue has everything to do with other people making the decision. I can't control that. So you're telling me that you're going to judge me on an outcome that I can't control. Oh, by the way, I'm used to that, right? That's what, that's what coaching is about. That's what winning and losing is about. I'm not playing the game. All I'm doing is trying to put the team in the best position to be successful. So I had to be maniacal about focusing on what I could control in order to set us up for success. It's the exact same thing in biz dev. That's why it made so much sense to me. So I didn't have to question it. I was like, great. You're giving me a process that allows me to focus on what I can control in order to give myself the best opportunity. That's all I needed to know. Got to love it. Um, so shifting gears um, you're about to take a trip. I am. Um, you are going to fly on the big birdie. And I am. Talk about hopefully, things. Hopefully. <laughs> talk about things you do not have control over. <laughs> talk about things that 
cause stress. I pulled an article the other day, a flight attendant uh, bluntly shared these travel tips. Um, and here's what she said. She said, don't fly if you can drive. Um, her cutoff is anything less than seven hours. I don't spend seven hours in the car. (laughs) So I say I'm still flying. Um, Fly much earlier than you think you should. So this is significant. I'm used to saying, okay, I'll fly the morning of, you know, I'll get Get there there. and I'll do whatever. That philosophy I can see is done. So you don't have urgency to be there. You just want to be there. So different. And this one's crazy. Arrive early at the airport. This morning, I heard them say three to three and a half hours before. Why? <laughs> What's the difference if the plane's not leaving? <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great point. And I think depending on, like, who you are, like, every time I go to Miami to drop off Kai or to pick up Kai, like, the line to go through security is, like, around the building. It's really? so long. But if you're not TSA pre-check or clear, I highly recommend that you do that because I'm not even on the flight. I just have a gate pass to go through with Kai, but I'm a clear member. So I go right to the clear line. We get right through, go right up and go right in. So what normally would take us a really long time and we'd have to get there hours and hours early helps us a little bit. Love it. Last two. Um, This is, I think, good advice. I always buy direct through the carrier. For yeah, never ever oh, no, buy no. through like Expedia or whatever. I just you're done. Crazy. As soon as yeah. your flight gets canceled, you have no leverage at no all. Leverage. Right, exactly. So, and finally, and this is great advice, probably universally, don't get drunk. It's a before you fly, brush your teeth, ixnay on any of the perfume, and for the sake of all that is good and only in the world. Don't bring smelly <laughs> like tuna fish. Don't bring a tuna fish sandwich on the plane. Right? Like get your food, eat it off the plane, and then get on the plane like a normal civilized human being. And here's the thing that irks me on the plane. Do not be the first person to jump up and stand in the aisle with your ass like against my head just so that you could be standing in. The- Everybody's going to get off the plane. Everybody's going to get off whenever they start letting us off the plane. Sit in your damn seat and wait until it's time for us to get up so I don't have to sit there with your ass in my face. You got to love this shit. You have to love this shit. So um, it's it's interesting. So Henry, who is coming to us from a train in Italy, that is commitment. Great way to travel. Great you, way to travel. But he says as long as you have lounge access. Here's another update about the airlines. They are limiting the time to three hours that you can spend in the right, <laughs> three hours prior. You can't go into the lounge unless your flight leaves within the next three hours. It's insanity, man. What happened to taking care of the clients? What happened to Delta? What happened to Ed? What, where is Ed's protect the customer? <laughs> like, Ed, Ed just gave us all a big fu. Let's get to. I gotta send Ed a message. <laughs> like, hey, bro, you said all this. Hey, stuff. Like, I have the tape, man. Ed, what are you right. for? <laughs> Anyway, let's get to motivational music. It's a doozy. And then we got fun stuff coming up at us.
well, great song. Life has been good to me so far. That is how I'm kicking off my 62nd year. Um, so there's a couple of things we're not going to get to them today. So it's kind of crazy. I had two things lined up. One of them is um, it is National Handshake Day, which there is a very our favorite day. days of the year, isn't it? Right? Like, it's what? It's one of our favorite days of the year. A thousand yeah, so, percent. So, and then I was going to lead us into life lessons a father can teach a son. So, tell your friends I'm doing it tomorrow because tomorrow I'm hosting with Jake. So it's just as appropriate. You will be gone on your trip. You'll be gone through next week, which is cool. We got you covered. But this National Handshake Day is just so funny that you know we celebrate this day on the last Thursday of each year. People across the nation of all the various forms of greeting, there's handshake. Indulge me with this funny video. The lingerer drops in at number five. There's shaking hands and then there's holding hands. Obviously, the lingerer has no idea which is which. Awkward. Number four, the decliner. Decliners are fastidious folk. They won't touch a doorknob without sanitizing it, let alone shake hands. Number three, the tickler. Everything appears normal enough, and then something feels a bit odd. It's their middle finger stroking the palm of your hand. In second place, it's the vice. Once you escape the crushing grip of the vice, you can't help but feel sorry for him. He must feel terribly inadequate to shake hands like that. And here it is. The worst of the worst. The bottom of the barrel. The handshake only a mother could love. The dead fish. If handshakes say something about you, this one has to say you're a lip-wristed pushover who's easily battered into submission. It's fantastic. So, it's fantastic. So we all know the different kinds of handshakes. You know, making the bridge to lessons that I was taught from my grandfather, father, that I handed down to you, no pun, handed down. What did I teach you about a handshake? Firm and look them in the eye. Look them the, in the eye, man. But that's to me like the firm part is like you got to have some savvy because I feel like people hear firm and they become the vice grip. They become the like, oh, I got to break somebody's knuckles. And I'm like, <laughs> would, you, would you just relax? Like have a little savvy to you and give a little grip, but you don't have to crush somebody's hand. Look them in the eye and – you know, it's not that hard, I feel like. Hard. This is a very simple thing that, you know, if you're going to be in good in business, you got to be good at the upfront. And while, you know, we have virtual handshakes and virtual high fives that we talk about, which I really like, when you like something in social media, that's a, that's a high five or, or a handshake, if you will. But I learned early on, and this was a lesson for me, that it does not change men or women. Like some, some people, like they shake a woman's hand and they're like, yeah, the dainty, the dainty, like early on, you know, like women would look at me and they go, yeah, you know, thanks. You know, thanks respect. for shaking. Yeah. It's a sign of respect. Yeah. Thanks You know, so I think it's all part of the preparation, the things that you teach 
your children, the things you teach, like in your business. Yeah, you I think it's, it's the standard. It's the standard that you set for how, as an organization, you show up, right? Like working with City, when you work on a greeting at the door in retail, that's your standard. That's how you are showing up to somebody, whether it be the first time or the 50th time that they've met you. And if you don't meet the standard or you don't set the standard for them, then you're leaving it up to, you know, you never know. You might get a dead fish or you might, you know, get a tickler. Oof. Oh, yeah. Or like uh, Laurie says, uh, uh, or, or the get the man who wants to kill a woman. <laughs> so in closing today, so National Handshake Day, if you're looking for a piece of social media, there's a doozy, you know, recognize it, talk about it. You can have a conversation with somebody about handshake. Everybody knows sweaty palms. Everybody knows dead fish, all that kind of stuff. But it is also, and, and I don't really get this, social media day. Okay, so very similar to some of the other stuff is every day is social media day. Yeah. So, you know, the honor to honor it and like smiling. It's crazy that it happened, though. I think, you know, recognizing the way social media has changed the world and changed human behavior and offered opportunity, both good and bad, I think is, is worth a conversation at least. And so that's really what social media is. It's a conversation. I love that. What a great way to end. Uh, Double G, thanks for all you do. Um, but when you talk about the big man hug, I very, uh, this is serious. When I jump into something, right, and I'll say to somebody straight up, are you a hugger? Right. Yeah. And then they embrace and it's man or, or female. That's like, are you a hugger? You know, because it instantly is a bond. If for me, like in my generation, you know, like the handshake, depending on like who you are and like what your style is, like the, you know, the, the, the embrace here and then like the wrap around the back for the hug is like a normal behavior. So like if you kind of know that somebody's got that vibe, and then you link and embrace that way, it means something way different than just a handshake. Uh, Debbie Hammer, who's, you know, a big fan of the huddle. She's here all the time. Hoping <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, give, me God, give me the X. Yeah, no, we got to love the handshake. Got to love the handshake. Handshakes are here. Handshakes are here to stay however they are. What a fun day. Wishing you a great trip. You guys have a great 4th of July weekend. I will see you a week from today, next Thursday. Have a great time. Let's get out of business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this